In a world where modern media pushes the bounds of imagination, two men embark on a journey to discover lost heroes, daunting villains, and heart-wrenching conflict. Join them in their quest in the never-ending narrative. Well, hey everyone, I'm uh, Matt Yeager, and you're listening to The NeverEnding Narrative, and today uh, you might find that there's a significant lack of Mr. Patrick Osmick, because he's not here. Um, so today we have with us uh, a friend of mine, he's probably one of the one of my favorite guys to do improv with, uh, he recently got into the Conservatory of Writing. That's right. Yeah. And uh, he's uh, a Second City fellow from down in Chicago. Mm-hmm. His name's Tim Metzler. Hi, Tim. Hey, how's it going? Good, good. Um, Tim, this is your first time on a podcast. Yeah, first podcast ever. Um, are you nervous? You know, I'm not. I tried to make a podcast uh, a while ago of myself, and to be fair... It was terrible. Uh, <laughs> so this isn't your first podcast, then? Um, it's not my first. It's like my first real podcast. It's not my first attempt at a podcast. Okay, so. I got you. I got you. Yeah. Uh, but so here at Never Any Narrative, uh, what we like to talk about is stories and storytelling and things that have to do with that. Okay. And what we brought in you to talk about is uh, things that way or things that you expect from different movies, books, mm-hmm. and whatnot. When you have different levels of commitment, yeah. So the reason uh, what what brought this topic up in my mind was uh, there was a we used to have me and a couple of buddies of mine we used to have a, like a man night where a bunch of us guys would get together and we watch a, a like a favorite show together. Um, we started off with like Bird Notice, fantastic show, right. Unit, fantastic show, and uh, my buddy Brian wanted to kind of resurface that like bring it back up again because we hadn't done it in a long time. Yeah, he said, well. Let's try The Walking Dead. Have you heard of that? Oh, my! I'm a huge Walking Dead fan. Okay, so we're going to have a little bit of sparks here. Oh, yeah. Just a spoiler alert to the end of the story. Yeah, that's fine. That's fair. And uh, so he wanted to get it started off, and we, uh, me and my buddy, er, me and Pat, the other guy from the from the show. I, uh, I know Pat. <laughs> you've met Pat before. I know Pat. Uh, we, we went over to his house, and we're going to just binge watch the first season. Wow, okay. And see if we wanted to keep going with it or not. Sure. Because we had hesitations and, and all that whatnot. And so we watched the entire first season, and I said, no. Whoa. No, okay. I don't. I'm not committing to this. I don't want to do this. And we had a, a pretty lively debate as to why. My view is is that, at, at least in the first season, you've got this. The, the premise is uh, post-zombie like outbreak mm-hmm. where people are are gathering together to try and survive there's a group that's trying to survive and whatnot mm-hmm. uh spoiler alert in case we mention anything about the first season yeah and uh so these people go across and i gotta admit like pretty much every character in there is a horrible horrible person uh okay you're gonna have to elaborate okay on okay that. so you you first um and not like a ho- like okay so you first meet the really bad guy the guy that gets chained up you know, gets uh, yeah, Merle Dixon. Yeah, he yeah. gets. <laughs> I'm glad I have an expert to yeah. to bring this in. Uh, he he's you know his character is you know just that's what he's written is to be a bad character, which is great. Mm-hmm. You know, he plays it very well. Mm-hmm. Um, he seems very you know threatening and foreboding and whatnot, which is good. Okay. Then you get back to camp, and uh, you start real. You find out that his wife, uh, is not the. The first time you meet his wife, she's having relations with another guy in a tent with the husband's best friend. The husband's not best just friend. Another guy. Yeah. So another character that I'm not really a fan of right away. Shane. Uh, Shane. And the wife. Yeah. And right. they're doing this, you know, like pretty proximally to their kid just like outside in the woods playing. Yeah. yeah. Which did not, <laughs> did not, you know, didn't do well for me. So this is, you know, the setting up okay. these two characters. Shane. Uh, when they set him up, he's kind of like, yeah, he's a, he's a cop. Mm-hmm. I guess everyone's like an ex, whatever they were, cause they're not that anymore, mm-hmm. but he's an ex cop. And, but 
you know, you expect him to be kind of like a little bit upstanding and whatnot, but you find out later he's not that kind of guy. He's more jealous and, you know, just trying to like work out his feelings. Okay, we'll talk about that later. But anyways, um, well, okay, okay, sorry. So, so you're yeah. saying so all these people are basically uh, just bad. They're just bad people. Yeah, they're not really the greatest human beings, and. So your point is saying, that, well, that's that, just like who, one who of the I things to like to build up on. Okay. Um, and you know, so you have like a lot of this violence and gore, which is fine. It's zombie kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. you have these people who, I guess now that I say it, like I'm kind of pretty judgmental about these people. Yeah. Um, but okay. So moving along, moving along, uh, they they meet up and lose people from their team yeah, yeah. from their group and whatnot through different uh, actions. You've got the the guy who just straight up beats his wife. Yeah, yeah. Uh, thankfully, he died pretty quickly. Yeah, bit bit right on the face, man. Yeah, that was you know that was a little vindication. Yeah, was a little. You felt good about good. that. And um, but like, it, it becomes. To me, at least, it becomes more, like, progressively, progressively, like, this is not going to work out for anybody. You know, these people yeah. getting together. And, uh, I'm going to explain myself well. Do, do you mind if I yeah, hop yeah, in yeah, go ahead. just a couple ideas? Okay, yeah. so, um, let, I'm going to go the long way around with this. Mm-hmm. All right, so, you've got these bad characters in a world surrounded by zombies that eat people. They're not right. the brain-eating zombies. They're the zombies that come bite you and kill you and eat you. Mm-hmm. Now, this is this is my theory on The Walking Dead. This is why I like it so much because I think that it's truly uh, uh, an exploration of not just the human condition and today's world, but I think it also hits on some uh, literary tropes as well. Mm-hmm. Especially if you look at like Flannery O'Connor, some of the writing that she did. She did a lot of short stories you might have heard of. Uh, Everything that rises much converge. Uh, Wise blood. Any her characters are all flawed. Mm-hmm. Um, and whether they know it or not, most of them don't think that they're flawed. Mm-hmm. But the point is is that usually through some supernatural turn of events, not so unbelievable, um, but there's a twist, and they get their comeuppance. They, they get what's coming to them. Sure. Now, when I watch The Walking Dead, I always think of Flannery O'Connor and, and reading uh, some of her works back in college. Uh, because... The people who do die, the guy who beat his wife, he gets bit by the zombies, which everybody's afraid of. And I think that that's a, an excellent view on life. We're all just afraid of justice. We're all afraid of what's Ooh. really coming to us. Uh, and so these people are running around in a post-apocalyptic world, mm-hmm. shooting, shooting the brains out of justice. Um, <laughs> shooting but, the brains out of justice. And are That's they, a great tagline. Are they really so so different from the rest of uh, the world? I mean, I, I think that when you're watching The Walking Dead, you're not watching um, a zombie movie. You're right. watching today. You're watching what we're dealing with, with the relationship issues, with cheating, with, oh my gosh, you know, I've, I've lost someone I love, mm-hmm. and the feelings that go along with that in a very raw way. Um Maybe I think what your problem is is that a lot of the characters wear their feelings on their sleeve, right? Mm-hmm. Excuse me, I had some milk. <laughs> uh, and uh, it's very obvious what they're feeling. Maybe you, maybe you were looking for more of a, a hint at to what's underneath, rather than I'm, I'm Merle Dixon, I'm a, a racist Southerner, and you know, right. blacks are terrible. I'm going to shoot all the real people, things like that. Like, uh, maybe it could have been a little more subtle. It, it's based off a comic book. And right. They're, in comic books, it's going to be straight up. They're going to tell you how they're feeling. It's not going to be a subtle, like, I think that drawing was Merle Dixon having to go to the bathroom. But I don't know. <laughs> yeah, and and I and I do understand that, that these characters are flawed. And I do like flawed characters. It's not like I look for, like, Superman in every single film. Because, yeah. you know, he's, like, the epitome of, like, a unflawed character in my mind yeah. a lot of times yeah you know uh and i did appreciate you know the the view of like humanity of how we would deal with things how we how we deal with each other and whatnot mm-hmm. um which we actually did talk about in an, an earlier episode we talked about the post-apocalyptic yeah. uh genre and trope before Ooh, yeah it was, it was a fun one right on and you know, and I and I understand that, and I was, you know, and like I said, I, I watched the entire first season, so like I gave it a chance. 
Um, but things even get more and more uh, dire. And yeah. and these characters, like, so one of the things that, like, kind of, like, is it's building up to, like, things start becoming more dire. You, you start seeing that there's, you're not running into a lot of other groups that are mm-hmm. trying to get out there. So you're, you're feeling pretty alone. Mm-hmm. Um, and you meet up with this, this guy in the, like, the CDC-ish mm-hmm. equivalent area. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so hopefully you get, like, this breath of fresh air, but you don't. Because immediately you start realizing that, like, things, you know, time's running out. Yeah. Uh, things are not happening the way that they wanted to. Um, and uh, all throughout this, because the, the main character, what's the sheriff's name? Uh, Rick. Rick, yeah. you know, becomes back. Uh, his wife kind of gets back in with him. Yeah. Tells Shane to go jump off a bridge, yeah, essentially. Yeah. And Shane can't handle this uh, where it comes to a point in the CDC building yeah. where he forces himself upon her yeah. for, for a scene. Thankfully it was like, not thankfully, but uh, for, for lack of a better term, it's not HBO. Anymore. Right. Yeah. And so it, you know, he, he kind of like pushed her up against the wall and it was a very intense moment. Yeah. And, uh, but then like something happened and he like went away. Uh, he left. Yeah. I forget exactly what happened. I think I, she like pushed herself off him. Whatever there was, and so, but like that whole scene kind of like put me over the edge. Like, there's a lot of things leading up to, like, that are not like check marks that I would like look for mm. in a TV show. And then that that scene, because I didn't think that it was necessary. Yeah. I think that him, you know, getting drunk and showing that he's trying to meddle with these emotions and figure them out. Like, I got that. I yeah. understood that. Like, yeah. you sold that to me. But then there's this scene that I didn't really appreciate. Like, it didn't teach me more about his character. It didn't teach me more about her character. It, you know, like, yeah. they started throwing that stuff in there. I just, I guess I didn't appreciate it, you know? Okay. Well, I mean, it adds depth to the the character saying, like, well, I mean, because what is alcohol in TV or, or literature? It's it's truth serum. Right. Right. And, and so his, the truth is that Shane is willing to do anything for what he wants have you seen season two or did no you so, i okay yeah. so if you were to keep watching mm-hmm. uh you would find out in season two that that remains true that's that's a reveal of his character more so than laurie's mm-hmm. um and yeah rape is a oof touchy subject for sure yeah and it's something that i don't i don't know i guess i yeah. just don't want necessarily in my media unless there's a really really good reason like uh, like again yeah. like i think i got the point that he was like a loose cannon like he was because there was a lot of other things in season one that showed that he was a loose cannon he was willing to go extreme um like for instance when he beat up the guy who like beat his wife like he you could see the rage in his eyes and you know that was a scene where like i got that like they already established that like they they did a really good job of establishing a lot of that stuff and then they kind of like threw this and i guess it it just for me was the the tipping point like the over because it was towards the end of the season that that happened yeah um and when we discussed it, like, um, a lot of, like, the, the two guys that I was talking with, Brian and Pat, yeah, they kind of made the point that, well, Matt, it seems like you are kind of like the happy ending wanting kind of guy. Yeah. And yeah. I can see that, that, uh, like, a lot of the media and the, the books that I read and whatnot are kind of, they're not, they're not as, like, they're not like the Breaking Bad, where, like, he gets worse and worse and worse and worse and worse and worse throughout the entire yeah. series. Um, but I can appreciate, uh, a more serious, a more, you know, hard hitting, yeah. uh, story if, if I, I guess, and this is very subjective, but like, if I've decided that there's a good reason for it, Yeah, you know, I mean, do you, yeah, do you really want to have something that you, you're going to have a problem with? I mean, you don't necessarily need to watch that, uh, episode, that TV, that, that exactly. show, you don't, you don't need to do that. And it doesn't matter if everybody else likes the show or nobody likes the show. It's personal preference. Absolutely. And yeah, and that's what we're talking about today because it, yeah. it does come down to like a lot of people would be like, well, I can't believe you're not watching Walking Dead. It's one of the best shows that's out there right now. Yeah. I was like, well, I've decided that I don't need to go any farther than season one. Yeah, enough people have died. Because <laughs> enough well, people have died. died. There's been enough uh, bad scenes in my mind and I'm, I'm good to go. <laughs> Your bloodlust has been. Yeah, it's been satisfied. Quenched, yeah. Um, so, so yeah, so the, so that's one of the things that I decided. Um, if, 
and and I think part of it too was that, you know, this is how many seasons into it now? I think it's four. They're they're the fifth season is coming come out in October. Right. So I'm looking forward to knowing that there's at least four more seasons that yeah. I have to quote unquote trudge through. Yeah. And so and so I decided not to do that. Uh, whereas other things that are less that take less commitment off of me, like mm-hmm. if uh, one of the most popular things right now is people like binging on Netflix. Yeah, yes. where they know that they can spend the next like five hours mm-hmm. get through like an entire season and just like kind of have that cut out of their life yeah um and since it's netflix it's kind of it's not free it's a subscription but mm-hmm. it's not costing you any more to do that so your your commitment is strictly your time in that sense a lot of people will just binge through it yeah yeah and do you, do you have netflix i don't no technically no <laughs> uh yeah i sometimes use netflix Oh, so, yeah, different. Sure. But yeah, yeah, so I have access yeah. to it, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you know. Wow, I do a lot of Amazon Prime though. Yeah. Oh no, I think most of those are basically the same. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so have you? Do you binge at all? Yeah. Oh yes. Yeah. Okay. But I'm I'm a multitasker binger. So right. Uh, yeah. I I can't. It's not a straight up sit down watch it. Mainly because my room is so filthy. There's no place to sit and <laughs> comfortably watch. Because soda so. cans aren't comfortable to sit on. <laughs> that, well. That in like jagged bottles and things, you, know, you know from the from the fight from the mid- night before mold yeah exactly <laughs> every every night's a bar fight in my uh, in my apartment that's that's a little bit different of a, like a man night than what we had ours were much more tame they were like <laughs> Jimmy yeah. John's and Burn Notice you were like bar fight and like Sex in the City or something I, ironically I live alone so uh, so it's, it's a bar fight with yourself it's, yeah I I don't like me like you that's are you getting ready for a character. For what? For I, I don't know. Are you <laughs> get, getting? Get in, are you doing some character method acting? Get it, to uh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. You know, well, okay, yeah. yeah well, we'll, we'll hopefully see the next thing coming from that. And another character is my dirty car. That's another <laughs> character. Most of my characters, I'll have to say, are filthy. <laughs> not like dirty people, but like covered in dirt people. Well, we found that uh, there's a lot of times in stories that inanimate objects are kind of the the most character of all. Yeah, you know. Yes, they are. Uh, now I'm just imagining you on the street yelling at your dirty car. Like, Why can't you be a better person? I loved you once. I don't know who you are anymore now. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. So there's the binging, which, again, only takes like a, a, a chunk of your time. And yeah. I, I think that for at least for my standards, they go down a little bit for mm-hmm. like what I would commit to. Like mm-hmm. I could I could commit to doing like three seasons of stargate like atlantis which i thought was a decent show atlantis was a good stargate but it's not like the the pinnacle of good television no you gotta have you, you've got to have watched like the other stuff before you watch i do well what i actually what i did well, do I, is i knew some stargate stuff and no, I, I used to listen to it on the radio i don't i don't mean like you have to watch the other stargate i mean like you have, there's other shows oh okay you would watch before yes stargate yeah it's it's low on the list yeah um and so if i had to sit and wait like every week like watch it like every monday night yeah. i probably wouldn't commit to doing that yeah. I, I can't would. believe you skipped on the other stargates it you know it wasn't my it wasn't my deal wow, you're when a I was a cheater. young kid. I did. But when Stargate Atlantis came on Amazon Prime a few years back, I was like, oh, let's do this. You can you can watch it alone. You can yeah. Watch it alone. yeah. And I did. Um, so there's so there's that between the – like how as far as like for young people like us, mm-hmm. is there anything we would commit to like a weekly like turn on the television and watch anymore? I, I honestly – well, not with basic – cable maybe i think maybe game of thrones yeah game of thrones is a big one everyone waits for that to come out sure um i haven't gotten into it no well because if i'm going to i think i want to wait for like the dvds or like all of it to be out because that is an intense show yeah that is not for the lighthearted. no i think this definitely i think this is interesting because the the topic is like what do you expect out of a good movie what do you expect out of a great movie what Mm -hmm. do you expect out of a good tv show great tv literature things like that and game of thrones is beloved and has been beloved for i think 13 plus years now so, but like it's been a the, long time when the first book came out and george rr R. martin has been getting a lot of you know a lot of fire for like where's the next book when's the next book and i honestly think if he came out with the book just screw it here's your here's your darn book 
Mm-hmm. Um, and the people around are like, well, this sucks. You know, like, you did, did you right. take the time? Well, what do you want from me? <laughs> do you want the story or do you want the good writing? What What is it that you want? You want it now, but you didn't want to wait for it to be good or great. Which is a lot of the, the trouble that you have with different groups of fandom. Mm-hmm. Uh, they kind of like want it all, but they also have this like, not elitism, but like this very critical view of like the stuff that they're huge fans of, which, you know, to an extent is something that you would look for because you, you want your fans to be committed enough to, you know, want goodness out of you. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, it's, I'm sure there's not like a, I'm sure there is forums of SpongeBob fans, but I'm sure that they're not like, getting really critical into the the characters and the plot lines wow. of spongebob yeah probably not the plot but uh character definitely well anyway yeah yeah <laughs> let's let's not uh go to bikini bottom today. right no, not today uh but yeah so you've got are you a game of thrones fan i am a huge game of thrones okay fan. yeah i uh i don't read the books though I, so you're I read a tv a, show read a couple of the books stopped because the tv show caught up to it Mm. And at that point in time, I, I just gave up. I too much on my plate. Comedy took too much time. Comedy's uh, taking a lot of your time right now. Yes, it is. <laughs> How many nights a week do you go to Second City? Um, this this uh term it goes mm-hmm. in terms of about eight weeks. Mm-hmm. It's not too bad. I, I go down four nights a week. That's that's um, bad for me. That is pretty bad. Uh, yeah. So I go down. I usually work in the morning or the afternoon, and then I leave and go through rush hour traffic in Chicago and have a class at night. Possibly go to a show, spend some time with people, maybe do some writing, mm-hmm. and then I drive back at two in the morning. Blah, terrible. That is that is something that I yeah. I'm not committing to. No, uh, but the previous term, I I was in in a show um, that I got in. I the coached ensemble. If anybody from Second City's been in a coached ensemble, it's a great opportunity. It's a lot of fun. Okay. And that because I had shows, uh, I had practices every night, but I was also doing, I think I had four classes, and then I had another group that I usually did a practice and a show with per week mm-hmm. um, on, on our own doing bar prov or improv in the basement somewhere. Right. And so I was going down six nights a week, sometimes seven. And so I, on occasion, I would even just sleep in my car for a nap in the right. afternoon. And, yeah. But that, that is some commitment. I think, well, I, I think that uh, if you really want something, You've got to go for it. Which, yeah. And that that is a whole different topic that I think that, that you and I should is. talk about sometime. Yes. Uh, but you definitely understand commitment. Ah, uh, yes. Not to women, though. Oh! <laughs> oh! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, to get back to our topic, yeah. um, let's talk about uh, movies. Yes. Uh, have you seen Guardians of the Galaxy? Twice. Okay. By myself. <laughs> yeah, see? And that's something that you're willing to do for such a great film. Oh, fantastic. Um, would you have done the same thing for the last Indiana Jones? Oh. The answer is no, where's by the, way. the what, what do you mean by the last? Because I consider... The fourth one that we do not speak of, that we're currently speaking of. Okay, because that's not a real Indiana Jones. Movie. No, it's just... It's horrible. I would... Listen, I would go to uh, Crusaders... Uh, Oh, Ten yeah. times in the same day, if they were ten shows. Right. Loved it. But I, I don't think I would go to Indiana Jones, the Crystal Skull, if they paid me. So if they if they provided transportation, and they paid you, and they gave you a free popcorn and soda, would you sit through it? They could give me meth in a cup, and I would not go. <laughs> well, you'd have other things to do if you were... Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah, let's... Uh, um, so, yeah, I mean, like, there's a huge difference between those things, and... I don't know yeah. if we can even describe like. Well, I mean, like you can make obvious comparisons between those two sides of the spectrum, mm-hmm. uh, but what people are looking for now yeah. is like you know is obviously what's going to bring them in the theater, what's going to mm-hmm. bring them signing on to my specific like uh, like my Netflix or my Amazon Prime and things like that. Yeah. Because now uh, they're starting to get exclusives. There's Amazon Prime yeah. exclusives. There's Netflix exclusives. Mm-hmm. Exclusives. Hulu Plus, yeah. Hulu Plus. Do they have exclusives? You know, I have no clue. I just kind of wanted to... I didn't want to play favorites. Right. We yeah. did want to name them, though I did recently unsubscribe to oh. theirs. You know, I did too in favor of Netflix. They uh, just didn't have... Yeah. They didn't have the Doctor Who that I wanted. Have you been watching a lot of Doctor Who? I missed the Peter Peter Capaldi uh Sure, which is fine because that's, that's more recent stuff that we probably shouldn't spoil anyways. But I'm, I'm up 
to date. Okay. Uh, I'm through the Matt Smith. I'm through and Matt you've Smith. done that within the last less than a year. Yeah. So that was, you know, quite a commitment for you as well. Yes, it was. Did you find that there was any times that you kind of wanted to drop the the series as a whole? Or were you just gung-ho the entire way through? You know what? Uh, there were times. Uh, but not... Most of the time it was like, I, I just need a break. Mm-hmm. Like, There's a lot, a lot to do. Or I'm noticing too many patterns in each episode. Like, Ooh, a little uh, bit formulaic? Yeah, there's too many beats that I'm picking up on. Okay. But the only time that I felt like I'm done with Doctor Who completely is after Matt Smith's character turned into Peter Capaldi. And I was like, because I loved Matt Smith's character okay. so much. I, I And I don't know why. I think it was because he was relatable. Well, he was in great. In some way, too. He's uh, a great the, actor. To the younger... Yeah, he was. You and know. The Amy Pond, uh, Doctor Who storyline. Mm-hmm. Oh, fantastic. And I think that's the best... I think she's the best... Uh, the best companion? Yeah. Ooh, that's an interesting one. That's probably another conversation, too. That is, especially because most of my group are big ta- David Tennant fans. Like when, really? When David Tennant regenerated, we we lost a good friend. That Yes, that was a... And though Matt Smith was great and he's fun, you know, he's... Like, throughout his whole series, we were, like, it wasn't like we were comparing the two, but we still had that, like, missing friend on the couch with us. David Tennant, I think, is the quintessential uh, new Doctor Who. Yeah. Since 2005, when they started it up again. And I think we might not miss him as much if, like, we saw him in other things. Like, I want to see him Mm and stuff. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, British are hogging him. Yeah. Darn BBC. Brits. Coming up next on the BBC, David Tennant in... Wild animals. <laughs> Just see him like he—he's he, still like really scruffy. He's got like the um, the the so tongue twitch that he had from Harry Potter, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and he's just like in a bush somewhere. Just that. Ah. Uh, I would I would watch I'd that watch show. That. Yeah, I'd watch that. Yeah. And uh, you know, a lot of people that I've heard, I've listened to talk about Doctor Who, that I've talked to personally with Doctor Who, mm. um, one of the things that made them consider dropping the series mm-hmm. was when there was the the different writers they could they could oh. see a, a almost tangible difference between um oh i forget their names now they were just in my head well there yeah there was a bunch of guest writers for a while mm-hmm. too if I, I the neil gaiman episode though which one was that i forget that was the i think the wife of the doctor that was where the, uh, the tardis uh goes into a human body and that's the first time yes that was a matt smith episode oh yes 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 that was a fun episode Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. a little bit off the wall Mm -hmm. um but i i agree i think when you change writers especially uh, mm mid-season or even what purse difference the same same characters that's rough Mm -hmm. yeah for any show for any show yeah and so i mean like that's one of the things that you'll you'll start to see people drop off um I think though that people stick with their their series their 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 yeah. commitments more than they should. Oh, beyond the point where it's like, well, this is really a terrible show. But and they'll I love endure it. it a lot. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I think part of that is um I forget the name of the the falsity, but there's that idea in your mind that if like someone hands you a punch card for like an ice cream shop, like yeah. you buy like six ice creams, you get one for free and you've got this punch card. And there's six slots, none of them have been punched. Uh, and then I hand you another card to a different ice cream shop where there's eight punch cards, but two of them have been punched. You are more likely to go to the with place with the two punches, wow. even though it's the equal amount of punches to free ice cream. Oh. Have you ever heard of that before? I, you know, I haven't. Uh, I'm not it's a like huge the investment falsity kind yeah. of. I forget the name of it. Um, and so. A good example for me recently was I started reading the Divergent series. Ah. Have you read it? I read the first book. The first book was great. I liked it. Yeah. Uh, the second and third book weren't weren't as good. Really? Yeah. I, I mean, hopefully not to ruin the, the series yeah, for that's me. That's fine. Um, but I didn't... I just didn't think they were as good. No. Uh, why I'm chewing gum during a podcast, I'll never know. Oh, well. Uh, so I, I'm going to stop chewing even the gum. Why yeah. I even yeah. Know. Well, the microphone probably wow. really did. <laughs> uh, I just realized that. Uh, so, but it, because you know, there's that relationship that gets built up in, in the yeah. first book. Yeah. And that's all they concentrate on. Oh, like in the I second see. and third. At least it felt like that to me. Okay. And so, like, where there was, 
in the first book there was mystery and there was action and there was character development, you know, on all sides. This, the second and third books were more like, well, me and him do a scene, yeah. stuff happens, me and him do a scene, stuff happens, me and him do a scene. Okay. They even, spoiler alert for book three, they actually switched the perspectives of the two. Of Beatrice oh. and four, which yeah. I forget, uh, Tobias? Tobias. So Tobias. Tobias. They actually, so like chapter by chapter, they're like, oh, this is from his perspective, this is from her perspective, but like, they're still like, oh, then we end up like almost every chapter with like us meeting together, kissing and grabbing the hem of each other's shirt, which (laughs) if I never read the phrase hem of his shirt again, I will be the happiest person alive. Okay, that's, you know you're making buck when you're, when you're (laughs) running the hem of his shirt. I just, so many times she wrote that, and I, you know, and I, I hope that the author puts out more stuff you know because she seems yeah, like a fun energetic young writer she's from milwaukee is she victoria victoria Roth. Oh, she's from milwaukee i think she lives in chicago now we're ripping on our own that's that's not good wow is anybody really from milwaukee <laughs> that's true yeah, uh so. i don't know i you know i recently listened to a podcast where dan Harmon talks about his life well Though he was from Brown Deer. Yeah, but is Dan Harmon even really a human being? <laughs> That's true. Is he, a human he might being? actually take that up with himself as well. Yeah. Get a little bit too introspective and whatnot. Yeah. Um, but, you know, and I think Pat read The Hunger Games. and I Yeah, I've read The Hunger Games. And I forget if he said it, but he didn't like the, the second books compared to the first one. He didn't well. like the second book? I, I should probably not misquote him. Every, okay, everyone, I, from what I've... Uh, understood. Talking to different people. Second book is everybody's favorite. First book is cool. It's a Hunger Games. Yeah. Like sweet kids, uh, kids are killing each other. Uh, second book, it's, it doesn't focus on the relation of, the relationship. That's good. Yeah. It it's, didn't. Uh, there's, yeah, same action excitement, but it's like heightened even more so. It was. There was a lot of like, oh man, we got it. Like it was, it, there was yeah. a lot more energy to it, it seemed. Yeah. Um, meeting the other, tributes and like getting into their like on a personal level Mm -hmm. but also well are they going to betray me like what's this all about a lot of mystery with it you're right the second book was great and then the the third book is the absolute devastating yeah uh reality that you're like oh my gosh this sucks though the the part where she runs through the city i very much enjoyed you did i also because mostly because my imagination went crazy because they kept talking about like the city like the city itself doing all these like self-defense mechanism things oh yeah and it made me think of uh did you ever see inception yeah do you remember where like the the city like folds on itself yeah i was imagining that as i was reading her because there is a time where like she like like it goes like vertical yeah and so that was a lot of fun. But yes, I think out of the three, probably the third was not my favorite. Yeah. People, I don't know if the expectation was just different or what was it, what exactly it was that was wrong. Um, I think that too is the difference between good and great, right? Is you're committed to it and then your expectations get really high. Yes. What, like what happens when you love something and you expect it to get even better? Mm-hmm. Like why, why is, why is it? bad if something that's great just stays great more of the same more of the the same good things that we want yeah can i can i just have more or does it have to be so much more and that's the problem that you run into with tv shows like for example the office i think everybody knows the the american version Mm -hmm. of the office right right Uh, are you you're familiar with it oh yeah i've seen all of it all of it okay i have not seen all of it and i ended up just died died out because what happens is you've got these characters at the beginning You've got their their comic flaws. Mm-hmm. Um, Michael Scott, uh, he's a nice guy, but he wants everybody to love him, and he's he's kind of weird. Right? Yeah, he takes it. He's basically willing to do anything that's socially just heinous mm-hmm. uh, in order to get you to like him. Because uh, he's searching flaw, for love. Comic flaw, yeah. Uh, and Dwight uh, Dwight Schrute, mm-hmm. funny guy, right? He's a funny. He, he doesn't realize how weird he is. Uh, but the point is, is that it continues, the series continues, and basically the characters just continue to become more of that until yes. eventually all they do, all Dwight does is just scream. He's just a babbling moron. Michael! My, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And I don't want my character to just be that. I want to explore less of the comic character. I want to see the real character. But that takes away from the comedy. Well, and do you think, too, that's also show or telling of shows that that maybe go past what their time should be 
You know, like, what if The Office, instead of, I think it was either seven or nine seasons, I forget. But instead of that, it was just five seasons. Or even less. It's not just The Office, it's absolutely everything. But there's all these, like, horror movies that are on their fourth, fifth runs of it. Yeah. Let it go, man. Well, and to tangent off a little bit, I personally have kind of, like, sworn off most of horror. Yeah. uh, Because it is so much the same. It's just, Mm -hmm. like... I remember uh, just after high school going to see a, a horror film because I was still like, oh, like horror films are fun and they're good or mm-hmm. whatever. And the first 10 minutes, like like the two main girl characters like take off their shirts. There we go. Yep. And and then there's just like some like crappy B-movie like blood going <laughs> off. And like I paid money to go see this in the theater. I walked out. Wow. Um, Which wow. is another thing. Have you ever walked out of a film? I, You know, I have, but I was... <laughs> I was so young. I loved Jurassic Park. Okay. And that was the time when Jurassic Park 3 came out in the theaters. And my dad took me and my two brothers to it. And we were so scared. Because <laughs> it was a leave. gigantic dinosaur yeah. as opposed to a, t- a TV dinosaur. Right. And we had to leave that. And since I've gone <laughs> back, I still wet my pants every time I see Jurassic Park 3. Which is, you know, an experience. That's fine. It, it is. Have you ever just wet your pants for fun? Not for fun. Okay, well, just out of straight, right, we can forget. You know, we can just okay, forget okay. About it. Nobody does that. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's weird. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so, like, you know, that even came to the point where, like, I'm not even committed to like, I've already paid money. I've already sat down. I'm not even committed to spending the rest of the the time of the movie yeah, in this yeah. movie because it's just like, and that was kind of like when I swore off like horror films because they're all the same yeah. and they're so mass produced. Like for every like regular film that you see at Redbox surrounding it is like five horror films. Yeah. And they're all generic and they're all just bad. Yeah. Um, sorry, kind of tangent off on that. It's true. It's true. Uh, and so what I think, so we were talking about, should we shorten these? Should we restrict these IPs? Mm -hmm. Um, because yeah, these intellectual properties, unfortunately people make a really good thing, but then, they want to get like as much money out of it as possible. Yeah. Which you can't blame them for wanting to make money off of something that they work so hard on. But then you get things like where the office like and I think a lot of fans did drop off mm-hmm. when things become became more monot- monotonous and when they had to uh, write new plot twists or, you know, character twists, they kind of didn't feel as genuine because they kind of had to keep forcing the same premise yeah. over and yes. over and over again. Yes. Uh that's why I also like, um, there's a, there's, uh, in Japanese anime, mm-hmm. a lot of times they'll restrict whatever they're doing to like just a very short, like 14 episodes, three episodes, uh, like 40, like yeah. basically just know, a mini series, like a mini series. Yeah. And then just say, we're done with this, you know, be Long able away. to just move on, come up with a new idea. Yeah. And I like that a lot because you really, you get that happy medium of, learning what these characters are, getting invested in them, and then having it come to an end. The logic, yeah, the conclusion. Exactly. Yeah, well, you know, I think that uh, in movies today, probably the most... Uh, Lord of the Rings, mm-hmm. right? That's the one that everybody points to nowadays. And yes. It's like, gotcha, come on, Peter Jackson, you're sucking the money out of The Hobbit, man. Three <laughs> movies. Three movies out of one book. That, and let's face it, The Hobbit is really the only book that most people ever read out of that series. Out of the Lord of the Rings series? Yeah, well, okay, hold on a second. Okay, there. Now I'm talking about the common, common everyday person, not the the nerdy nerd not, nerd. Not the yes, not the dedicated. Okay, nerd. and I think Lord of the Rings lost a lot of true Tolkien fans mm-hmm. because the movies were different. They left a lot out um, of the of the books. Well, okay, they left out some. Okay, uh, The Hobbit has been vastly uh, vastly different than the series. I'm sorry, than the book. And it's uh, sort of cannibalized from the Silmarillion. Mm-hmm. And he's combined those and created three movies out of them. And I think everybody who originally was a Tolkien fan just when it was the books mm-hmm. or that crummy cartoon movie series. You, do you remember that? Happened? I actually did yeah. see, I think it was, yeah, it was Lord of the Rings, like yeah, all in was, one movie, right? And it was an animated. I think so. Yeah. I didn't see the Hobbit one that. Because, yeah. like, you could even see on the covers, it was definitely different animation style, a little yeah. bit more kid-friendly, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. I, I think that every I think every true Tolkien fan is either now dead or just a college professor. I that's I honestly <laughs> think so, because it's been so muddled by um, 
these movies. Mm-hmm. It's it's terrible. It's it's a sad thing. Well, I'd like to think that I'm a Tolkien fan. Well, have you read the have you read the books? Can I, ask I read I read, read uh, the the series all the way through in high school. I think I read the Return of the King at least two times more, and I've read the Hobbit at least twice. I think. Okay, so you're you're a full on uh, practitioner of Tolkien. Almost. Yes, and so I think that because I was, it, I think the movies came out like right towards the end of high school. Yes, and yeah. so for me, I I had. Lord of the Rings established. It was it was in my head. Yeah. And so the movies weren't going to change that as much. They were just going to be a fun experience in addition to anything I already knew. Okay. Wow, that's a, that's a good point. See, because I when I was uh, that Lord of the Rings is about a little too hard to read. Because I think okay. it was fifth grade. Yeah. For me, maybe fourth I could grade see that first fifth grader. Yeah. I think it was. I'm pretty sure it was fifth grade where I had a couple friends who were advanced in reading mm-hmm. and they were reading it. And the movies came out, and so I, I just never really wanted to do the reading anyway. I, I, sure. I did, but because um, then you see the movie, and then when you do read it, you're like, "Oh my gosh, what?" There is such a difference. There's this magical world I didn't even realize actually existed. <laughs> and let's face it, Lord of the Rings is the really the the greatest, I think, high fantasy ever because it, it yeah as far as literature so it was so much i mean there's he created an entire world in his head yeah i mean if you even flip through the cimmerillion which i have not read all the way through yet but you just see languages and histories yeah. and lineages yeah, the, yeah that he's created which i think is great for writing and um just of any kind mm. Uh, I think a lot of people should put in a little bit more effort into their their stuff, and this is coming from a non writer, you know, just sure. you know, fan sure. critic, I guess. Um, so, but yeah, I, you know, I think that even, but that was you went to go see the movies though. I did in I the did. theater. In the theater, yes. Did you do any like midnight showings? Oh yes. Yeah. So I mean, like that that still was great enough. That you're willing to put in, like you know, stay up late at night. Listen, go, okay, go to whatnot. Yes, I'm willing to put that in, and I've gone to opening opening shows where I've brought f- other friends along, and then we get there, and they're like, "Hey, you know what? I've actually not seen any of these movies," and we've intentionally moved them to a different seat because we can't take the questions. <laughs> like, this is not for you, man. Yeah, like, you're not gonna get this, and we're not gonna put up with your hullabaloo. Well, and that brings up uh, a different time. Uh, for me and Pat, yeah, uh, we heard such good things about the the series, the HBO series Band of Brothers. Oh wow, yeah. That Pat got like the Blu-ray DVDs before seeing it. Even. Yes, before okay, seeing okay. it. Um, I think his roommate gave it such a great review. Okay. That there was just like no doubt that we were going to enjoy this. So, but we knew it was a short series. So me and him decided to not really advertise that we were going to watch these, and for like you know like. 10 or 12 Sunday afternoons, we would just, after church, go to his house. He's got, like, the surround sound uh, system, the big screen TV, and we just, like, no one else is in the apartment. You're not allowed in here. Dude. And we, like, we literally, like, shut our phones off, and this was, and we would experience an episode. And I'm so glad that we did it because it was such a, it was such an experience. Oh, yeah. And, you know, that was, like, you were talking about, like, nothing's going to mess with us experiencing this right now yeah uh but you know and it didn't disappoint us so i guess kind of coming to a conclusion of what we're talking about is you're hoping to get that payoff Mm -hmm. and when you don't get that payoff or when you're not actually even expecting a good payoff that's where you make your decisions um so the payoff with band of brothers was every single episode was such a such an experience Mm -hmm. um and getting all the way back to the beginning with Walking Dead, I didn't think there was going to be that payoff for me myself. So, you kind of so I cut it off. And I think that people should be more willing to just say no to, drug, yeah. to drugs and to bad TV shows yeah. Um, yeah. or movies or books <laughs> or whatnot. Uh, have you been reading anything recently? What have you been reading? Um, you know, I just started the Hyperion series. I haven't heard of that. It's a science fiction. I think it was it started in 89 okay it won the hugo award major science figure i think that is the big one um yeah i can't remember who wrote it now but um 
very interesting. I, I really like the writing. Mm-hmm. I, I like what uh, what has happened so far. Uh, not as good as the Foundation series for me. I loved Isaac Asimov, but yeah. Oh, if we, we if we're gonna talk about books sometime, we need like five hours. Which uh, uh, earlier in other episodes, Pat actually has talked me into. I haven't yet, but to starting the Isaac Asimov series. The like foundation? The, foundation, the the foundation, and the small the, the, the short stories. Yeah, um, you got to read his robot and foundation series. Just do the trilogy: foundation, foundation, and empire, and second foundation. Should I do that before the short stories? I I honestly don't care. Okay, <laughs> okay, okay. I'll get into that. I don't think I've read his short stories. Do it. Do the foundation. Okay. Awesome. Um, what I've been reading recently is a book called Pillars of the Earth, I believe. Okay, I think I think I've heard of Pillars of the Earth. Before. I don't know what accolades it's gotten. Okay. Um, I don't know when it was written or who it was written by, okay. but Pillars of the Earth. <laughs> I've been liking it. Uh, it was recommended by a friend, so I it yeah. was one of those like. Yeah. recommend search on kindle download just start yeah. reading um i'm really bad with like knowing names of like actors writers all that kind of stuff i'm a very visual guy so i'm just yeah. like well i'm just gonna start reading like i don't really care who the author is yeah. right now um so that's what i've been reading i've also getting back into the film kurt hulk screen reading one or screenwriting uh, 101 okay which i love yeah i still love that that's a non-fiction book though yeah. um so uh have you been watching anything recently um. Yeah, you know, I'm going through Thirty Rock on Netflix. Nice. Uh, That's yeah, on Netflix 30, now. Thirty Rock. Yeah, it is. See a little JGL uh, before his prime. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, when he was all squinty eyed all day. Yeah. Or wait, was that the other guy? I, no, that's not Jane. No, it's not Joseph Gordon-Levitt. That it was the yeah, other, like the uncle character. He would always just. Someone. Someone. Like I forget it. his name. Uh, but JGL wasn't that one, right? Uh, oh no, no. I'm thinking it. Third Rock from the Sun. Yeah, we're talking Thirty Rock. <laughs> You're talking Thirty Rock with um, Tina Fey. Yeah, and what's his face and Tracy the other guy? Morgan, yeah, Matt Baldwin, Kenneth. Kenneth uh, no, that's not his name. Whatever his name is. That's yeah, the guy. Cool. Uh, he's from Second City, though. Oh man, I completely guy. mix. I do I always mix? I think I always mix those up. Whenever someone says the number three and Rock, even if there's stuff third in the rock. middle, I'm thinking Third Rock from Fun, the Sun. You know who's in that though? Is Alan Alda? From Mash, you know, did you know Alan Alda actually studied at Second City back in the day when it was the Compass Players? I did not know that it was a place you could really even study at. I don't know if you know, but I'm like the biggest like Alan. Okay, not the biggest Alan Alda fan because I don't know anything about him. I guess, yeah. but I'm a huge Alan Alda fan. Like I love everything that he's in. So yeah. he's in Thirty Rock. Yeah, he's in, he's in Thirty Rock. I might have to start. He's not like a main that. character, is right? Yeah. I might only watch the episodes with him in it, <laughs> yeah. which which is fine because I think Thirty Rock is pretty not episodic, but it's they're standalone ish. Mm-hmm. If mm-hmm. you just know the basic characters and whatnot, yeah. Yeah. Um, I have been thinking about getting back into so in in opposite of what I was talking about with animes with the short uh, yeah. miniseries before. Yeah. There's also animes that go on forever yeah um one of the ones i was thinking about getting back into is one called one piece okay which i got as far as i think like episode 300 something wow yeah Holy and that's that's like the first like third of the series that's still going oh my god <laughs> what yeah it's it when i say anime can go long it can go very long okay. um and a lot of that is the the formula of those kind of anime shows is you've got recap for like the first minute or two and then you know like intense like what's going to happen next on the last minute or two and so like the actual story gets shorter like unfortunately sometimes like in a 20 minute episode like 10 or 15 minutes of that is like new stuff which you kind of which leads itself to when you can binge watch you can you can know like exactly like what minute in time the actual action starts again. Yeah. So if you're like me and you just playing on your computer, just like click into that, yeah. then move past. So like you're not spending all this time on the the frills on the side. Yeah. yeah. Um. But yes, it's still. That's a lot. Wow. Uh. But it it's it really is such a good show. I've I've um, I've had so many emotional ups and downs and investments in like a lot of the different characters that I think it might be worth getting back into again. Okay. Because and, and sure. it, the more the drop off was just like you you stop for a little bit, yeah, and you're just like oh this is kind of a thing to get back into because it's such a daunting yeah. task to get yes <laughs> way more episodes into it, yeah, um, yeah it's not yeah. like you're silly like trying to like 
binge on the office and get through nine seasons this is yeah. a commitment i kind of feel like that's almost like the uh, like the early doctor who as well yes because it's it's tough to get through those have you done it i've tried i've tried i've gotten through a little bit of william hard now and that's it okay i've never even done it because i yeah exactly what you're talking it's about hard, sometimes it's hard to find all of them too you yes want to jump there's some that are actually missing i believe like that yeah. the full episode is missing um my uh, pat's roommate carl I believe has done at least the important episodes yeah, of the yeah, original yeah. Doctor. I've, I'm not even going down that road. No, uh, it's that's all of Wonderland. Yes, yeah, it is. It is quite a task. Um, have you ever had to drop off something, a book, a TV show, or movie because it was just in, too intense for you? Like you had to set it down. Like, yeah, this is too much. Mm-hmm. This is too much. Maybe a little bit oh, more emotional wow. than peeing your pants. That's a good you know? point. It's not not just the base emotions of let's laugh, let's uh, mm-hmm. let's get sad or anything like that. Well, and I'll tell you Oof. while you're thinking about it. Yeah. Um, I because I was a big fan of the Broadway musical Wicked. Yeah. I wanted to get more into that. You know what that was about. So mm-hmm. I started reading the book Wicked, which is completely different, by the way. Yeah. Uh, the Broadway musical. Have you ever seen it? I've not. You. I know. You should get a chance. You should. I'm a terrible um, person. No, I mean, well, and it doesn't, you know, it doesn't have, like, Christian Genoeth or Idina Menzel in it anymore. I know. And which, you know, not to down anyone else who's currently in it, but, yeah, I mean, that yeah. I got to see it with Idina Menzel, and it was That's pretty awesome. It was just mind-blowing. Oh, I bet. Uh, and so I started reading the book. Okay. Uh, and this was at a time that I wasn't, like, Mr. Like, happy-go-lucky all day long. Yeah. And so it was so intense and so dark and so depressing I started realizing that day to day, I was actually like really depressed. Like this wow. book was actually bringing me down. Like outside of reading it, oh my gosh. I would like go throughout my day and just like not be, you know, Mr. Bright and Cheery. Oh, wow. And so I, I was like, why is this? And then I would go home and like read the book. And I'm like, this is why. This is <laughs> this book is what's going on. And I actually had to put it down for a while. And I've tried to pick it back up again. I just can't. I can't do it. It's like a horcrux, man. Yeah, but it it but it, the the book is really well written. Um I'm sure, yeah, and it was right. but it was just too intense for me. I couldn't couldn't have it not affect me outside of the reading of the book. Yeah, a funny funny story. Oh, maybe mm-hmm. not funny. Uh but uh I actually met Adina Menzel. You did? I d- well, I didn't meet her. Okay. I came within 2 feet of her. Mm-hmm. I was on a sh- I was in show choir in college. All okay, right? we had taken a trip. This is the one early on for me uh, to I believe it was Los Angeles, and we were at Disneyland. Oh, and we were um, might have been Universal. I think it was Universal. Okay, and anyway, we were walking uh, through the place and kind of near the gate, and then all the other crazy people because Wicked was very popular amongst my group of friends at that point in time, and they were like, "Oh my gosh." Adina Mazel just walked by you. Wow. And she was there with her like kid or baby or something like that and mm-hmm. her husband. And they were just walking and all of them left me alone <laughs> and went and went to get her autograph and go talk right. to her. And they were like, I can't believe Adina Menzel signed my Star Wars hat. I like can't believe right. all these like they're coming back with I don't know, whatever like, a like mittens with Mickey on it. That's not universal, but whatever it was. Right. And they're like, I can't we met Adina Menzel. And I had zero appreciation. You're just for, like, yeah. I'm like, guys, listen, I, I don't like you. I don't like <laughs> Wicked. I don't like Adina Menzel. I, I just want to go to the Jurassic Park part of this park and right. um, get, take a picture of me getting eaten by a raptor. That's all I want to do. And you guys are delaying this. And yeah, you're wasting with your my time with Adina Menzel Adina, crazy Adina. fanness. Yeah. Uh, I wish I would have been in your place. I know. And now I wish I had gone back and. I love me, please, <laughs> please, so that you could come back with the story of I was loved by Adina Menzel. She loved it right in the by the gate of Universal Studios. Yeah, I now wish that I could have like switched with you, yeah. but I would have been. I'm not you. I'm a pretty cool guy. I think as far as like just not yeah. reacting, yeah. like crazily no. to like things like that. You're very composed. I'm composed. Yeah. Well, we'll not say cool. Composed is a more apt. Well, you're cool. You're cool. Nah, let's compose. compose. I like compose. compose I like compose. Yeah. Uh, so, but I think with like Adina Menzel, because, and we're actually going to talk about this in another episode, uh, but like because Defying Gravity 
did like it was oh, I can't even words words yeah, things yeah, yeah. uh I probably would have lost my mind and would have just like screamed the lyrics of Defying Gravity like interface and not let her left <laughs> until I was finished with it. Yeah, and um, then peed your pants. But... While peeing my pants. Wow. Yeah, because it builds. Because the song builds. Are you using your yeah your diaphragm? So you right. Yeah. There's lack of control of mental, down. physical. So you know, builds to you know towards the end. Pee my pants. Finish the song, and then just walk away like no autograph. Just yeah, drop I, the mic. Right. Um. While the rest of your group would have just been trying to get her autograph. And I'm yeah. Um. Yeah. And then it would have came back, and you would have been like, oh. But you would have been able to appreciate it more because you saw the 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 yeah. wet stain, and would have been like, <laughs> okay, this actually like this isn't just fandom. Yeah, and like why why is it just trickling down one leg? Right. I feel like, you know, if, if you pee your pants, it's gonna be on both legs. That is that is a uh, a trope yeah. in movies that people don't point out. Yeah, I think they should. It's a one leg, you know. Um, we should we should talk about that in, in another time. Another time. Like TV movie tropes that we just don't get. Yeah, that's that's a good topic. That's right. Um, but for today, mm. I think we've kind of said most of what we wanted to. Mm. Um, I guess the the final conclusion is if you want, if you don't want to watch it anymore, don't feel obligated to. Yes, that's um, right. Be willing to cut the umbilical cord. Yeah. Mm. Otherwise, you're just going to be stuck with like this, this uh, being depressed. Yeah, being yeah. depressed. It's going to suck the life um, or even like the the show that you loved slowly get worse and worse and like ruined for you. Say goodbye. Burn those DVDs. Yeah, I think that's fair to do. Funeral pyre. I think that's Say fine. Goodbye. Fine to do. Little like Viking like boat out into the yeah. into the lake. Uh, as you say, a big Viking chant. I don't know what that one is. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Uh, well, thanks guys for joining us today. If you want to tell us about anything that you've you've cut off or that you've had to put down, um, or if you think I'm crazy for cutting it off at season one of Walking Dead, uh, you can email us at neverendingnarrative.com, or I'm sorry, neverendingnarrative at gmail.com. Uh, Tim, do you have a Twitter account that people can reach out to you? Or uh, Yeah, I have, a, I have a Twitter account at Timmy underscore the underscore Mets, if you want to. I typically am not on there. But uh, if you start reaching out to me, I'll start reaching out to you. Yeah, and I think that maybe if people, you know, start reaching out to you on the tweets, like maybe you can give us updates about what's going on in Second City, yeah, things actually, that you've been writing and whatnot. Yeah, I've got a, a show I'm writing with a bunch of people at Second City that'll be on January 11th at okay. Second City. I'm also doing stand-up uh, more so in Milwaukee now. You can see me at Bremen Cafe usually on Monday nights at 8. Is Monday night the the Tim night or is that the That's open, open mic, mic night? Okay. Yeah, you're, I you're, think <laughs> you can come see me for free because <laughs> you listen to this. But do you actually go to Second City on the for the January show? I uh, yes, I'll be there. On but January. I'm saying like that's where the the show is at the Second City building. It'll be at the Second City. It's it'll be in the Skybox, I believe. On Isn't January there, what? January 11th. There, there'll be some. There'll be a run of shows. Okay. Yeah. So if I'll, you're in the Chicago area, check that out. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. Um. Otherwise, there's one last thing that I forgot that we have to end this with. Oh. It's our phrase of the day. That's right. Uh, I Man, I've been getting forgetful about that. That's okay. Um, but the phrase of the day for today is not what's up on the screen that you're reading. Okay. It's actually a horse apiece. Have horse you heard apiece. of these? Oh, well, you could go with this, you could go with that. It's kind of a horse apiece. Yeah, yeah. Um, where it actually comes from is have you ever played bar dice before yeah okay no i no oh, i don't know oh <laughs> you got really excited <laughs> about bar dice uh but it's a, it's just a simple bar game yeah uh you roll the dice in the cup there's different rules you can you know score and whatnot no, right and on. so when it comes down to two people it's kind of like a a sudden death match where like one person could win this round or one person could win this round like there's not like a bunch of rounds that yeah. add up uh, and so that's when they say, oh, well, you know, Tim could win or Matt could win this round. It's a horse apiece. Um, so, yeah, just a little bit of a little bit of trivia, a little bit of factoid for you. Yeah, a little brain knowledge. Yeah. You know, knowledge for the synapses to hold on to. Just to put in the in the synapse vault. In the, yeah. Little synapse vault. Full. It's got a pirate treasure chest in there, too. Just like a, a, a booty of yeah. gold. uh 
Yeah. Gold stories, uh, factoids, embarrassing things, and maybe. One, and one piece of a horse. Too. And one piece of a horse. All bloody and recently severed. Just like right on top. You're like, oh, a horse apiece. Well, I mean, you can't really. You could cram it into the the pirate's chest, but pirate's chests don't close because they're always there's always too many doubloons. Yes. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So sorry, I got distracted for a second. Yeah, so put that in your pirate chest full. I'm going to start. I think I want to start using that. So put that in your pirate chest. And, but you got to say it like a pirate every time. Like, That's arg after it. Alliteration of PP. Yeah, a little yeah, bit pirate. of your pirate, your pirate chest. Yeah. Arg. Arg. Uh, but thanks again for listening, guys. Uh, I'm Matt Yeager, and this was Tim Metzler. Keep it real. At Never Any Narrative. Honey